welcome again. It's another edition of Growing in Grace Together. I'm Joel Brzezinski, and uh, I got my first in-studio guest ever. Mr. Doug Meeker is with me, and he's actually come all the way to Iowa just for this interview. And actually, I'm just I'm just full of it. But Doug, why in the world would you come to Iowa? I mean, what's in Iowa? Well, Joel, you know, uh, having gotten to know you, it would have been worth the trip just to, to see you. But uh, I was actually up here to um, to lead a, a workshop on worship with a church uh, just down the road from Waterloo. And um, it's neat how God worked it out to where you and I could have some time of fellowship together. And I'm glad to be here. Yep, well, it's good to have you here with me. Yeah, we've been uh, we spent the last uh, just less than a day uh, together, and Doug was able to. And I know some of our listeners and uh, some of our Facebook friends were able to take part in. Uh, we had kind of a time of praise and fellowship and, and worship last night right here in my home, uh, and we were able to broadcast some of that online. So that was fun for a lot of people. And um, man, it's been a while since I've done anything like that in my home. So it was in. Man, you're killer on that uh, piano, and it was just—it was just beautiful, just sitting there listening to the, uh, the the worship and the the lyrics and the music. Well, it was fun for me too, and I uh, hope we can do that uh, more often. Of course, it'll have to be uh, from a distance, but um, you're not will- coming back to Iowa. Well, just you know, maybe every other week I can. <laughs> okay, okay. I can come in and somebody asked, can, can we do this every week? Yeah. <laughs> and I said, well. But maybe we can find the technology to make it happen uh, remotely, so we'll see. You betcha. Well, so now if people don't know Doug Meeker, um, I've gotten to know you through a mutual friend that is probably a mutual friend of 10 million people, the the famous and the infamous Dave Lesniak. And uh, <laughs> that's, uh, I mean, so many people have been connected through Dave, and that's how I got uh, connected with you. And uh, we've been friends on Facebook and uh, for people who don't know Doug Meeker, what, you know, Cap and I have talked about this on our program that we don't want to, you know, our identity is not wrapped up in what we do. But um, as as far as what we're talking about here today, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> not not to wrap your identity up in it, of course, but... Yeah, uh, well, um, uh, in the context of uh, worship ministry, God's... Uh, blessed me with some really really neat experiences over the years where I have the privilege of going to uh, churches around the country and uh, actually internationally and uh, be able to work with praise teams and choirs and uh, either work with them musically but my passion is just uh, the heart of worship and and uh, helping helping steer people in the right direction as far as getting our eyes uh, getting our thoughts off of the music drawing our attention to what true worship is and um, focusing on our relationship with the Lord. And certainly music is an important part of worship, but music isn't the worship portion of of our lives. And and so um, this church that I came to work with in um, Iowa had a really uh, sweet time of fellowship with uh, a group of folks that uh, really have a passion for worship as well. And we got to talk a lot about uh, the practical aspects of music and how technical things that you can do to improve your situation um, 
you know, with sound and, and organizing the music and how to put praise sets together and that kind of thing. But uh, we had a real good discussion on what worship really is. And uh, here again, the, the focus isn't and shouldn't be on the music, but it should be on, on Christ. And then I've, I've grown a lot uh, through these types of things, having the discussions. And, you know, uh, I've seen God use me to speak to others and and they've spoken. He's spoken to me through them too. So it's just been neat to be able to have a pri- that privilege of talking about him and and mm-hmm. worshiping him. And uh, I'd love to be doing it full time, but God hasn't directed that uh, at this point. And my full time job is um, essentially I'm in sales um, with a um, an international consulting company. And but because it's basically if I have a phone and an internet connection. I can I can work from anywhere, so God's given me that flexibility where I can do my tent making job, but still have the flexibility to travel. So yeah, that's nice. Um, yeah, so that's in a nutshell. Yeah. Oh yeah, a lot of people would wish they would be able to do something like that to have that type of flexibility. Um, let me let me just say something about that. In fact, uh, yesterday I was able to talk to a young man who really aspires to be a, a contemporary Christian artist and one of the things that I told him um, and I'm, I'm really grateful to to the Lord um, bringing me to this point you know there was there was a time where I just really felt that uh, if only you know if only I could mm-hmm. um, be a full-time um, itinerant minister for lack of a better term you know that would I, I'd really be satisfied i'd really be content and and god's really grown me to the point where i really believe that he's brought me to that point of contentment based on my relationship with him and like paul said i've learned to be content Mm -hmm. um, regardless of sickness or health or wealth or poverty Um, i've learned to be content and um you know it's like anything else when you there's a difference between knowing it in your head and and really having the lord give you that understanding in your heart and he really has brought me to that point that i i realized that if i could be doing this full time that that's that in and of itself is not going to provide the the contentment right and even if it did it would be short-lived and so um he's been gracious to to teach me uh, and to grow me in, in that area so you know, it's a good it's good advice for anyone out there that uh, you know probably most of us could be we can look at something else that we'd rather be doing on a more of a full time basis, but we need to be focused that uh, or, or to to come to that realization that contentment can only come in in our f- fellowship and our relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, Amen to that. I, I uh, I've dealt with that. S- that same thing too with with my job as a as a courier uh, for a hospital i spent i've been on the job for several years and uh, through those years i've i've had the i've had those nagging feelings like if only i could be doing you know something else that's more lines up with you know going out and sharing the, the grace of god and and you know doing other things like that and i kept thinking oh maybe maybe i'm doing something wrong maybe the lord wants me to wants to you know me to learn something before he can go and and set me out to full-time this or that or you know doing something different and then uh there was one day in particular uh i don't know if uh, there's a song by petra 
It's called, uh, by the Christian group Petra, it's called The Right Place. And uh, there was, uh, you know, it talks about you're in the right place, trusting only him. You're in the right place, just kick back and just depend. And it's a really great song, uh, and it's really rocking too. But anyway, I was listening to that. I was, I was in my van at work praying, wondering, you know, God, I just, you know, is this really what you, you got for me to do right now? Isn't there something else that I could be doing? And um, more, it was more of a guilt thing for at that time for me. Like I felt like I should be doing something more, something more with ministry. And uh, so that song was on, and, and some tears were coming down my eyes just because I'm all right. I'm in the right place, just trusting Him. I'm in the right place. And then I pulled into this town on my route, Jessup, Iowa, and there's a this huge sign that welcomes you into the town. It says Jessup the right place hmm. and one letter off from jessup j-e-s-u-p is jesus and it just it just hit me right there jesus the right place mm. god was saying you're in the right place That's it's good. it's just all right man it's just okay uh, just be content with where you're at and like you said it's a learning process <laughs> it's something that you don't just well Paul, you know the bible says we're supposed to be content so all right i got to try to be content no you got to learn so it's and and it's thing. not being content. I mean, yes, it is being content in where you are, but it's really being content With, in Him. In Jesus, yes, in Him. And then where you are is really immaterial. Irrelevant. I mean, I, yep. um, I, I really am struck by when Paul said, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And I believe he was actually, when he wrote that, he was in prison. So I don't mm -hmm. think he was actually happy, maybe, about his situation. Sure. But he could be... He could still rejoice um, because his contentment and it was was totally focused on his relationship with Christ, and that's a powerful place to be. Yeah. And of course, we're that it's He who works in us to will and to do according to His pleasure. So we can trust that He'll He'll grow us in that in that way. Um, so so you know, with, with the idea of of worship, kind of tying that in with with tying all this together one thing how would you if, if we were to give a definition to the word worship how would you define it and also how does that fit in with all this as far as as you say you know music it's not about the music you know music can be a part of worship it can you know have its place in worship but worship itself is not about the music worship itself would be more about not focusing on ourselves but focusing on on the Lord Jesus Christ and and that relationship with Him. So, how would you tie some of this stuff together? Yeah, well, you know, it's the the word worship actually comes uh, from Old English from a couple of different words, and and they mean to ascribe worth. So, from that angle, you can look at well, whatever you ascribe worth to is what you worship. You know, if if you're overly focused on um, finances then perhaps money is uh, an idol that you have overly focused on a relationship whether it's a uh, family or uh, wh whatever type of relationship so a friend of mine in ministry Bill Ewing in fact some of you out there may know him God's really used Bill in in, in mighty ways in my life but he talks um, about relational idolatry and basically, anything that comes between us and Christ is is idolatry. Um, even good things, 
But back to the the definition of worship, for me, um, I believe that, uh, well, a number of years ago I interviewed Preston Gillum and talking to him about the the idea of worship and kind of from the exchange life perspective. And actually I wrote down what he what he told me and uh, this is this is what he said about what worship is to him he says uh, worship at a very fundamental level is my personal acknowledgement of who God is and the overtures that he has made to me personally to build a relationship with me worship becomes everything that I am and that I do on a daily basis that has at his very basic element an acknowledgement of who God is and what he's done in my life to build a relationship with me and I think that's a really neat way to say it and if I had to shrink it all down to one word what is worship it, it's just relationship relationship or actually yeah. it's Christ, Christ. <laughs> he is our life and the more we get to know him worship stems from that mm-hmm. and um, so to me worship is uh, it's it's Christ and our relationship with him and then our relationship our relationships with others kind of flow from from that it's Christ in me flowing out of me that offers the relationship to you and vice versa and to my family and and to to the people in if I'm involved in a fellowship it's all about relationship but first and foremost it's that relationship with Christ and then right. if that's uh an intimate relationship then you know there's nothing you have to really work on to it's an automatic response um, there's a fellow by the name of uh, Judson Cornwall I heard him one time who said uh, worship is love responding to love oh wow yeah and I thought that was pretty neat really good yeah and, and so the idea uh, I think that that many people would have of worship kind of you know you go to church and you have a time of worship mm-hmm. now um and so for and so the idea that flows from that you know that that's based upon is that worship is like a a, a thing that you go to church to do and then when you leave you're done worshiping but i think what you're saying is that that's not that's not worship but worship is the the, the expression basically the expression of life the expression of love uh from that flows from the personal relationship that we have with Jesus Christ 24/7 whether it's you know whether it's uh in a church or whether it's uh, in in whatever we do and i know yeah. you've talked about maybe um maybe we can pick up on this in another in next i'll have you stay with me for another program if that's sure. all right yeah. and uh, you've talked about how um different uh blind men would describe oh. an elephant i really like uh, you to share that next time and but but I think what the gist of what I've got here today is that uh worship isn't a something that we try to do or that we uh set aside a certain time to do as if that's worship and then everything else we do isn't but it's yeah. a it's a it's the life of Christ flowing out of us at any given yeah. time. And you you know earlier just a minute ago you said it's a, an expression of life and what is life? Well, it's not what, it's who. It's who. Christ is life mm-hmm. and it, I don't know if this is a good analogy or not, but I thought of this a while back about if you're talking to a, a, a young person who um, at least thinks they've fallen in love for the first time, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. do you have to train them on how to express that to others? Mm-hmm. No. Right. In fact, you have to tell them to 
be quiet because <laughs> it gets obnoxious after a while because that's all they talk about. Well, I don't know. Maybe that's, in a way, the way it ought to be with our relationship with Christ. It's because if we focus on our relationship with Him and allow Him to, to draw us um, into an intimate fellowship with Him, then though it will be expressed because that's who we are and mm-hmm. you know and that's worship and and i want to make sure though that that i do say this that i, I i'm not saying that the music isn't worship right mm-hmm. and i'm not saying that the music isn't important it's very important i mean it's a very powerful medium that god created to to move us in powerful mm-hmm. ways and that's why Music is such a, uh, it's, it seems to be the core hotbed of issues in worship wars, so to speak, in churches. I mean, you know, you've got uh, the contemporary versus traditional, and then you've got uh, in every argument in between. And uh, music's very powerful, and it elicits uh, responses from people that uh, that can get quite ugly. And... Um, I've been uh, I've been personally affected by that um, professionally. I was, uh, and maybe that's the wrong term to use, but vocationally uh, there was a time where I was a worship pastor, um, and uh, I was um, I go into that story some other time. But uh, in a nutshell, I was um, ousted from the church because there were a couple of people with influence that didn't like the direction that I was going and unfortunately they never came and talked to me about it and I didn't know that there was even a problem but you know it, because music is such a powerful entity that uh, you know we we get caught up in personal preferences and we get caught up in thinking that certain types of music are right and wrong and uh, but if it really, it, it all kind of boils down to it's it's all about me and it's all about my preferences and what right. I think. If we're really honest with ourselves, and and that's kind of where I'm coming from. Music is very important, but um, if we focus on Christ as our life and allowing Him to express Himself through us, then the style of music and the types of music actually become less important because now i can i can prefer you know christ talks about preferring one another and loving one another and mm-hmm. um well you know um if i can lay my personal preferences aside and be more concerned about is jesus being lifted up then i can hear him in all kinds of music even if it's not my personal preference right um, yeah so yeah well uh doug meeker is with me uh doug how would people find out more about Doug Meeker? Well, my website is dougmeeker.com, and uh, I have a email sign-up list there where you can uh, contact me that way. My email is dougmeeker at gmail.com. It's M-E-E-K-E-R. I'm on Facebook. If you want to look me up and friend me on Facebook, I'll... It's always a fun but, way to connect. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, uh, but yeah, DougMeeker.com is, is the best way to, easiest way to find me. All right, well, thank you, Doug. And uh, we'll uh, have more from Doug next week here on Growing in Grace Together. Thanks, Joel.